If you've got a few minutes to spare, it's time to get stuck into the wrap. For the first week of November 2020, you're listening to The Wrap, Australia's fastest technology roundup. And while the year clearly hasn't gone the way anyone really expected, things have still happened. For instance, consoles are getting better and the next line is almost here with the Xbox One Series S and X and the PlayStation 5, all about ready to bring the next-gen gaming goodness to more homes in November. It's a big deal and hopefully we'll have reviews soon, but it's not the only thing happening. Wearables are also changing, something major phone makers have had a hand in typically, but in Australia, they can seem like they're missing one of the more crucial features. While both the Apple Watch and Samsung Galaxy Watch 3 plus a Fitbit have one of those heartbeat monitors known as ECG, none of them work here. That might be an issue of the TGA, the Therapeutic Goods Administration, which might not have approved the trackers in Australia. But there is one ECG wearable that has been properly announced for in Australia, and it's the Wything ScanWatch, a more analog take on the smartwatch that delivers up to 30 days battery life, a heart rate monitor, blood oxygen tracking, and an ECG. And it works in Australia, like right now. You can't see it because this is a podcast, but if we hold the watch for 30 seconds, we get a reading of, oh, look, normal. We've been playing with the $499 scan watch for a week, and while we're going to run shy of a month's battery life, two weeks if you use the ECG every so often does look achievable or just shy of that. That's stellar battery life for a watch that tracks as much as this does, though it is different from what's out there. It's an analog watch and has one clock face, a circular clock with a small digital one on the inside, and there's no GPS or payment platform on it either. We can live with that because it's tracking our health and doing a pretty good job of it. We'll have our full review online next week, but so far, it's a great watch focused on health, and it has an ECG in Australia. That's an achievement, because it'll put the tech in the hands of more people. And there are other great things happening in wearables, such as how Australia's science and tech government body has helped build a tracking wearable for pets that could be coming to a collar in the near future. And there's also a lot happening in the world of 5G as it trickles into more places. In 2020, high-speed 5G is now in more devices, including the newly released iPhone 12 and 12 Pro, plus the upcoming 12 mini and 12 Pro Max, and a bunch of Android phones this year as well. There are more 5G devices than ever before, with devices in the mid-range now getting access to fast 5G networks the premium models were getting. Basically, you can pick up 5G for around the $500 mark, and it should be in pretty much everything over it. And this is understandably helped by 5G being more accessible by Australians everywhere, and indeed more of the world. While the 5G networks are still being built, every major telco now has 5G in Australia, from Optus to Telstra to Vodafone, and that means more people can latch on and use those 5G speeds as the reach expands across Australia. And they can use new form factors to do it as well. Foldables are also bringing the 5G love, even if they do bring it at a price. This week, Australians saw one more 5G foldable as the new Moto Razr was announced, delivering not just that high-speed connectivity, but a new variation on Motorola's foldable phone. It's a 6.2-inch phone that folds into something smaller, complete with a smaller screen on the back, with one camera, fixed storage, Android, and 5G. It's basically what would happen if you took your regular phone and folded it in half. And while we're yet to review it, it's not alone. Samsung has its own take in the Z Flip, and both are now 5G foldables. But there's also another, and we're reviewing it right now, the Galaxy Z Fold 2. 
Samsung's tablet-turned-phone, which is what this is. It's a near 8-inch tablet that folds into something smaller for your pockets. It's a sequel, but it's a whole lot more polished this year, providing what is kind of like a Galaxy S20 in the style of a Note that unfolds into a tablet. There's a very tall 6.23-inch screen on the outside to let you use the Fold 2 as a phone, and then a 7.6-inch foldable screen on the inside to let you use it as a tablet. And there's 5G, a workday's worth of battery life, and some solidly fast performance as well. The Fold 2 is clearly more finished in its second version, and that's great. What's less great is that it's very thick and heavy, measuring 16.8mm thick and tablet-heavy at 282 grams, so it's hardly pocket-friendly. It's more like two phones squished together, and it's also near $3,000. Make no mistake, the Fold 2 is a great foldable phone, but it's also one that's more for someone who needs their phone to be a tablet, or for someone who really wants to stand out. That's it from us this week. Next week, there's an Apple launch, so expect all things to be about the Mac and maybe some headphones. For now, you've been listening to The Wrap, Australia's fastest technology roundup. A new episode goes live every Friday at Podcast One, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. But for now, have a great week. Stay safe, stay sane, and take care.